Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. I like how you checked the date there. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Makes uh, me feel better. It's your it's your last show before they uh, scoop your hip out. Yeah, they use a oh, melon that's baller. Gross. That's super gross. Uh, are you excited for this? Like, I don't know. Are am I? Oh God, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. No. I. I. Because I've had the surgery before yeah. on the other side. Mm-hmm. I know the relief. The, yeah. The, the downside of this is the next two weeks sucks. Like it. I cannot underscore just how much it sucks. What do you? What do you? Why? Because of the absolute pain. Okay. So. So what's going to end up happening? Long story short, is the the pain that I feel now, mm-hmm. like the aching and the stabbing, and that that's going to go away. Okay. But it's going to be replaced with a very very different kind of post-surgical pain. All right. And the biggest part of this is, like, in two months, basically, I'm going to have to learn how to walk again. Mm, like a little baby deer. Yes, and that was the hardest part of this last process is, like, it took, like, another month on top of that to get all the different muscles to fire because I had so many tears that had to be yeah. repaired. Learning how to walk again sounds like me on a weekend after a bottle of Tito's. Oh, really? I, you were saying a weekend, Jeff? <laughs> i got to try to sound somewhat <laughs> More like a... Wednesday, okay, a which day is that ends tonight. in Y. How about that? <laughs> that was a really cute. How did you try yeah. to slip weekend in there, Russ? <laughs> Go ahead and kick that kid <laughs> down. Real <laughs> clever, this Damn guy is. Yeah. You can't get one by me. Okay, so go ahead. No, no. Um, that's that's really the crappy part of it is like mm-hmm. that, that part. But I am looking forward to it because I know the light at the end of that tunnel. It's just it's it's a long tunnel, man. Yes, it is. But at the same time. It's going to be you're there. Yeah, and that's getting it done. And uh, I've only known you as miserable. uh, (laughs) 
that's not hip true. feeling. Not, not, that's not true. Not, that's, that that sounded like, really bad. That's like miserable person. Yeah. No, like you, you're hip feeling very miserable. My first two months were like, yeah. were still pretty good because I was still working out. I was still able to do stuff. And then like it just it hit a brick wall um, around mm. September. And mm. it was just like, what is happening? And it, it was very reminiscent of what happened to my right hip. It just once it once it hit that point, it just cascaded. It All was right. so bad. So, well, I hope uh, I hope it goes well tomorrow for I you. I do too. Yeah, well, I'll probably step out during the show today. Is the the surgeon's office will give me a call, um, probably between now and three o'clock to tell me exactly what time I'm gonna get cut open. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna do this. So you're we're we're planning on having you out for two, maybe even three weeks yep. because of this. Um, we are going to, we're going to call Danny every day. Yeah. Like I, and except for tomorrow, tomorrow, I think we'll give you a pass. I think that tomorrow might be the best one to do though. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we will yeah. do it, but I don't care like what state of Danny we get. you. No, that's in. the whole point. Yeah. I want to like, we'll, we'll, Just we'll remember, find out if I use the dump button, it does take a bit to build back up again to that full delay. <laughs> well, we got that. We got you. We got you, boo. We'll figure this whole thing out. I'm not getting fired over this. <laughs> no, we're all going down. <laughs> we are all going down. Um, all right. So it's surgery coming up tomorrow. Big, big day. Do you get nervous at all? No. This is my 15th. Your 15th surgery. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. No, I, it's it's terrible and ridiculous, mm. but at the same time, like I've literally been through this process so many times now that it's another day in the park. Oh, but you ever had a surgery rust? Uh, I had tubes in my ears as a kid. That's a no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, if we're counting those, <laughs> and, then I've got seventeen. Well, and there was like an oral surgery thing once too. I uh, way oh, back. Oh God, right I don't even count those married. either. Well, it was it was I got really sick mm. and uh, my airway basically started to pretty much just close up mm. so oh, my dad called wow. his oral surgeon friend in a panic and got me in there late on a friday afternoon and he gave me the happy drugs to knock me out and did the old oh. all right count backwards from 10 yep there you go and i was like all right okay i'll, I'll humor you okay 10 nine. yeah it yeah in when i had the last hip done so yeah i didn't even get 10 out yeah oh, really? so he had to oh. He had to go in and cut some things in there and get my airway back open wow yeah see i don't even count the like the tubes or like i had wisdom teeth which technically is yeah uh, outpatient surgery, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. My dad did my wisdom those. teeth. I was awake during that. That seems like uh, oh, that maybe gross. some issues that you and your father need to work out. Well, I mean, he's a dentist. I still. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, we should preface that by saying <laughs> Jeff Russ' dad is a dentist, not a backwoods hillbilly, because yeah. they, <laughs> there's two types of people that say my dad did it. And one of them's a dentist, the other one's a backwoods hillbilly. There's no real middle ground there, bud. Yeah, I don't but, think experimental dentistry like lives anywhere in the middle. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. You know, Doc Holliday was a dentist. That tracks. You know that because dentist- well, not not like, and he's more the backwoods hillbilly d- yeah. doctor type. I think they all kind of were then. Yeah, as I was gonna say back then, I think <laughs> you could kind of be a doctor, a dentist, uh, really whatever you wanted to be if you yeah. had enough uh, sharp things or explosives. Yeah. Well, he was also an American gambler and a gunfighter. How about this? How about this for your... This is the first line of his Wikipedia page. John Henry Holiday, better known as Doc Holiday, was an American gambler, gunfighter, and dentist. God, you love to see it. Also, John Henry Holiday. So he not only does he get known as Doc Holiday, yeah. probably because he was a dentist. Hey-oh. That's where the Doc comes yep. in. But you, Nothing gets past you. 
<laughs> he could have been Hank Holiday. <laughs> yeah. Hank Holiday is a pretty good name, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is good. I mean, you know? Yeah, John Henry is just solid. Or if you want to go like professional doctor named J.H. Holiday. Oh, uh, yeah, but no, he was a gambler and a gunfighter, so he just went by Doc. You know? As one does. Mm-hmm. As one does. Well, look at this. Yeah, uh, I I feel really bad for calling him Backwoods Hillbilly. At age 21, he earned a degree in dentistry from the Pennsylvania College of Dental Surgery. How about he, that? Didn't he have a degree in, like, philosophy or something like, along those lines, too? No, all I'm reading here is uh, dentistry. I know he was well-educated. Yeah. Look at him. What a what a man. I wonder what dental school was back then. I, I imagine a lot of hammers and... <laughs> Chisels and whatnot. Were they were they still using like yeah. demon, like demons resided in your teeth and that's why they were rotting? Manually I think they're powered your, drills. I think they just go. Uh, yeah, gonna have to pull it. <laughs> did you guys do the? <laughs> you know, uh, what else did they do? String around the tooth when you were a kid. I tried in, it in the door. Didn't didn't work. Yeah, my grandfather did it to me. Yeah, yeah. I had one. I remember, but I tried it with another one and it pulled it but didn't get it all the way out yeah another weird uh dad dentist story so when i was a kid uh all the other kids in my class had lost their teeth before me and so i was entering second grade having not lost any teeth yet oh you're kidding me no so, so uh, you're just gummy yeah so i i went to my dad and he asked him and he pulled my two front teeth for me so i would no longer be the only kid who hadn't lost any teeth he knew they needed to come out anyway so yeah. that's weird <laughs> <laughs> So you went into second grade as Jeff Fuss. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Huh. They, they, you felt good about that. Yeah. That was good? Yeah. Okay. Did it hurt? No. Okay. Second grade, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine why you were wanting those things yanked out. Got to speed you, that you process little, up. Yeah, you feel yeah. a little weird at that point. Right? Huh. I'm sure he does a little x-ray, sees where the, the adult teeth are and yeah. see if they're close enough. And Yeah, sure. sure. Otherwise, he just wanted to laugh at you with a lisp for a year. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a great straw hole. Uh, okay. So philosophy, no, for Doc Holliday. No, okay. But I do have classical education in rhetoric, grammar, mathematics, history, yeah. and languages, principally Latin, Latin. with yeah. some French and ancient Greek. That's why I, I, was, I thought it was philosophy, because I knew he did uh, Latin and ancient Greek. He was smart. Yeah, no, he was very mm. well-educated, particularly that time period. Yeah, probably the most well-educated guy in All the right. state at that so point. So <laughs> he had a great name of Doc Holliday yeah, and John Henry. You could have gone by Hank J. H. Holliday. You could have gone by you know Johnny Johnny Hank. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. But he had Doc. That's good. Do you know what his wife's nickname was? Go on. Okay, I'm gonna have to be very careful. Careful here. Her name was Big Nose Kate Horny. Yes. Her name was Big Nose. Her nickname was Big Nose. Her name was Big Nose Kate Horney. Mm-hmm. Big Nose <laughs> Kate. There she is. Boy, that is a that's a large schnauzer she's got there. <laughs> Look at that. And you're not talking about her dog. No. Wow. All right. Uh, that's talking Doc Holiday, folks. I can do that all day. Mm. Interesting dude. Why why can't anybody else put gunfighter on their LinkedIn anymore? Because uh, that's not a profession anymore. That's not something you can put on your resume, I don't think. Like, mm. gunfighter, that's... I don't know, John Morant's trying. Murderer. <laughs> that was good. That's a tease for what's coming up on the show today. Gilbert Arenas is just laughing right now. John Morant... Um, he's catching more. He's catching more heat. Uh, he and his friends... 
because the Washington Post has an article out. Does not paint him in a great light. We'll just put it to you that way, huh? It is, uh, it's very tough image month for John Morant and crew. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of Blazers that we need to get to. Uh, they stumble down in the Bay Area, and they got a back-to-back tonight where they need to be ready for the New Orleans Pelicans because you can't lose two in a row down this stretch of the season. Uh, too much on the line, especially against the New Orleans Pelicans, who sit right above you in the standings in the Western Conference. So um, we've got... That, we've got uh, the Combine, the Underwear Olympics are getting going. I hope, in my mind, what I hope happens is that your beautiful bride gets you home from the... the hot, or are you going to stay overnight? Oh, no, outpatient. You're out? Yeah. Gets you home, and you turn on... She turns on the NFL Network, and the first thing you see when you come out of it, and like... Because, you know, you're you're awake, but you're not really with oh, it. Oh, you're not with until it for you hours. Get, yeah. The first thing that you're like, you see with clarity is a defensive lineman in his underwear tomorrow. Yes. Because that's exactly what the, the the defensive linemen are the first to take the field tomorrow. Yes. I hope that's what you that, see. I, I'm, hoping it's what I, I'm hoping that phone call comes to me today, and they, they go, hey, we're going to get you in in the morning. Mm. And I, that way I can go in 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, get cut open, <laughs> come home, and see some large, large men wearing next to nothing. All right. Uh, this is a fantastic text at 864-6326. That's the fan text line. Danny's had more surgeries than Dame had field goals last night. <laughs> 15 is a strong number. You're hitting 15 shots in a game. You're having a good night. You know, here, here's, a, here's a quick little teaser for when we talk about the game. Uh, no player on the Trailblazers hitting more than three shots in the second half. All right. Let's get to it. Um, Blazers. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Portland Trailblazers dropped one last night to the Golden State Warriors, 123-105. First half was great. Fantastic. Blazers looked great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Went absolutely nuts in the first quarter. Yeah, that 17-point third quarter uh, where the Warriors scored 39, that really hurt them, though. Yeah, it turns out. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Turns out when the Blazers score more points in the first quarter than they do in the second half. Yep. It's uh it's tough to overcome. Yeah, that and that was the brutal part about it. Uh, is, is they had a 17 point lead at halftime, they had a 23 point lead in the game, and they end up losing by 18 points. That is like I mean, it's mind numbing because this is something that we've seen all year long and the excuses uh, uh that we keep coming up with and in hearing are well, the shots were there, but they keep missing them. I mean, they're, 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 the shots are there, but you miss them. Yeah. Okay. Rinse and repeat. We've we. How many times are we going to have to hear that? And as many times as it takes until people realize this team does not, as it's currently constructed, nope. particularly without Anthony Simons, have the ability to create shots outside of Damian Lillard. They have two guys who can create shots for themselves and others. I've been saying it all year. It doesn't excuse it, but this whole idea is like, oh, you yeah. know, they, they've got guys. No, they're... This is what I was talking about when Ant went down, whether the Blazers were going to be in so much trouble. It wasn't just trying to replace scoring. 
it was going to be re- replace the creation. Because you take the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands, you go box and one, you go two three, you go two two one, you go two one two, you throw all these junk defenses at the Blazers to get the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands, and they did it in the second half. Which also, let's not act like Golden State is healthy by any stretch of the imagination. No, but they're just significantly better built. You were without Andre Wiggins. You were with or Andrew Andre Andrew Wiggins. Well, you're you all, without, without Andre Iguodala too. Yeah, but they mostly are <laughs> uh, without Steph Curry mm-hmm. and the first game back for Draymond Green. Yep. And this, like, it's not like they were some sort of finished product by any means. That is how far off the Blazers roster is um, in that Nurk, Ant, and Justice Winslow lead to that. Because they, they were missing two starters. The Golden State Warriors were, and they were. You you mentioned the the junk defenses because it's not what you play in the NBA. No. It's usually man to man league, but they throw a box and one, which you don't really see in college either. No, <laughs> unless you have an elite score. You see the NBA when there's one guy on the floor, you're like, nope. And they did it to Damian Lillard. It didn't work in the first half, but the second half, mm-hmm. they have defensive versatility. The Warriors have roster versatility. And they were able to change up even when they attacked Dame in that box and one, when they decided that they were going to blitz him and jump him. And they were leaving guys wide open to shoot threes. The only guy that made made him pay last night was Matisse Thibel, which, good for him. Matisse hit three of the Blazers' four threes in the second half. And he hit five of six in in career the game, high. which is career high. Which you're not gonna, you don't anticipate that from Matisse. Thibault, you don't expect, right? nor do you. I mean, sure, you want it, but that's not part of the game plan. But this is like that is the big issue, though. Is outside of shot making on the defensive end of the floor, this Portland Trailblazers team lacks the versatility to do or even think about doing. What the Golden State Warriors did last night. Yeah, and, and defensively for the Blazers, the Blazers gave up 66 points in the paint. What did I talk about heading into that game? The Blazers yeah. give up the most paint opportunities of any team in the league, but the Warriors take the least amount of paint opportunities in the league. Yeah. Well, they took more. Yep. They're one of the most efficient paint teams in the league, but they don't get there all that often. The difference was in the first half, it was like, oh, the Blazers, they just got confused. They got out-coached. They got out-schemed. No. 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 They... The same thing happened to them that happened in Sacramento, which was they didn't have the dudes. Well, they did to get adjust. out. They did get out scheme, but what do you want to do? What do you want Co- Chauncey Billups to do? Is my question. Yes, because, that, that's the point. Because there's, there's, there's that's no what I'm saying. Is their roster, it, you can't do it. You 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 literally cannot do it. And the guys that they do have on the floor, I mean, we got more defensive liabilities than you do. Guys that you feel comfortable with just like yes. saying they can tread water. Matisse Thibel is an Great elite defender. defender. You have Jeremy Grant, who's above average defender. Yes. Okay, who is average defender outside of that? Uh, I mean, that's an honest question. Like, because yeah. you're not seeing, you're seeing below average yes. defenders Every other player. Because they're all kids. That is a problem. Well, Damian Lillard's not well, with a kid. The exception, with the exception of Damian. And, I mean... Shaden's a kid. Trenton's a kid. Nas is a kid. I mean, Cam Cam's, Reddish isn't... Cam's a kid. He's 23 years old. He's still a kid. And he's been in the NBA for four years a now. Guy, a guy that hasn't been... That didn't play for two months yeah. in New York. Well, we got that going yeah. for him, too. Uh, but that... See, this is, like, the big issue in that... All right. Well, what, what is worth, then, the, all of this effort? You know, Damian Lillard talked about this, about 
the four and the five seed, yeah, the, that's cool to go and get mm-hmm. that. But what what is the point? If Ant and Nurk come back, that doesn't change this. It doesn't change the defense. It makes them their ability to score okay, and but, take what, what opponents do to them. Yes. But that's exactly to Damian Lillard's point. Yes. Uh, the Damian Lillard's point of what's the point of going to get the four or the five seed, his words, um, if if you're not in contention, they never they they aren't going to be no. because Anthony Simons is not, is one of those guys where you're like, who else is average or above defender? That's not him. Mm-hmm. That's not Nurk. You know, man, no. Nurk, Nurk is Nurk. Nurk, Nurk is. does because I mean, Nurk is. He's the, seven foot and three hundred pounds, yes. and he can move people. He, he he passes your butt test. He does. Yep. He passes your butt test. Um, but so then you have an elite, an above average, and an average defender. Mm-hmm. You need more. You need more. Yeah. And you saw Golden State has got more. Dante DiVincenzo is a dude. Draymond Green's the best help defender maybe in NBA history. Klay Thompson, even though he's lost a step, is still solid. Uh, Kaminga is an athletic freak. Even though he makes mistakes, he's so big that he's able to come, overcome stuff. Kayvon Looney, uh, Kavon Looney is maybe yeah. the most underrated good defensive big in the entire yeah. league. Yeah. Um, Anthony Lamb fits in. Jamichael Green. Ty Jerome's a four-year college guy who, like, the only reason he gets on the floor is, is he because— Virginia guy? Yes, he was yeah. on the Cavaliers team that won the national title. Yeah. Um, but he's able to get on the floor because he's a—he's like Archie Diacono in the sense of, like, he's just a professional basketball player. Yeah. Like, you can trust him to be in the right places on both sides of the floor. And that's, that's the whole point, is the Warriors roster, when healthy, is supposed to be a title contender. And they have— Two starters missing. Yes. Two. In the clamps that they were able to put down in the second half, they were incredible. The first quarter, the Blazers came out and went... I don't think the Warriors were that great defensively last night. I think they were good. They did... Portland, every shot that they got that was open, Golden State didn't care. Yes. Like, that's because, not... Because, but that is them doing their job defensively, which is something that you can't say for the hometown team a lot of the time. Again, I don't, I don't think that's... It, I don't think it's as great defense as much as it's Portland and Ding very low. Okay, how about this? Can they ex- did they execute exactly what they wanted to last night? Who, the Warriors? The Warriors, defensively. I think to an extent, but does it look how much better does it look if the shots fall? But that's the, that's the whole point. Well, is I, that I they, understand they that. that's the reason why they ran but, that defense is because they they knew when, nobody else was going to kill them. When one that's exactly yeah. the point is that's not a great defense. That's oh, you have one dude. But executing something that you don't in, in the box and one you don't run. I mean, how often are they actually running that uh, against Portland? They've run it three out of the last four games. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, when, so uh, when, mean, when the Blazers were were tanking kind of down the stretch last year, that was the first time uh, Ant got really disrupted. Is the Warriors threw yeah. a box and one of them, and then he torched yeah. them. See, like, and that's like the part that. <laughs> I know I'm sounding like I'm getting really frustrated because as I'm watching the game, I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's getting to that point where it's like, you can... I, I understand where people are blaming Chauncey Billups. I get it. People want... What did Golden State do from the first half to the second half? They adjusted. But at the same time, you look at the roster, you look at the guys that they're throwing out on the floor, what do you want them to adjust to? Well, I mean... You, here's, that's, here's my favorite one. I'll give you one. But here, here's... that That is like... That's my big thing, and I would love for somebody, I would love for somebody to throw it out there because on the text oh, no, line five zero three eight six four six three two six. Because what is the adjustment that that should be made when the bigger problem here is that the roster is nowhere near? And we've said this, we said this in October, we said it in November, December, January, February. Here we are, March first. 
It's a great time to revisit this. <laughs> the Blazers have given us every signal in the world this roster was not ready. And then you lose two starters out of it, and you you see, because Ant and Nurk, they lose their two starters, and you see that failure to adjust, it, it becomes even further away. So what was it that, that people were wanting to see? For me, like, last night, I, I, I tweeted out, everybody was like, well, it's because they increased defensive pressure on Dames. Like, yeah, no kidding. They did. That's exactly what happened. And, and then they didn't hit shots. Jeremy Grant didn't hit shots. It was like, well, they need to get more passing involved. Do you know how many wide-open shots I saw Jeremy Grant miss? How about when it was like, yeah. they don't know how to attack the zone. Really? Because I saw Trendon Watford catch in the middle of a 2-3 zone and get exactly to the perfect shot that the Blazers want, which is Trendon Watford 4-on-3 getting to his floater, a shot that he shoots 64% on. He missed yeah. it twice. So you see these things that the Blazers are trying to do, the adjustments that were there, Yeah, they went two things, they failed. Sometimes you just have to accept they failed. Yeah. I like, See, now you're fired up. It's just, I get so tired of this whole thing of like, well, they just need to get shade in the ball more. Yeah. He can't create. Yeah. He can't create. He cannot go out there and do anything for anybody but himself right now. Yeah. He is 19 years old. They legitimately missed Archie Diakono last night because they didn't have anybody to settle them in when Dame's off the floor. And I love Jeremy. Jeremy's a fantastic player. Yeah, He is going... This is not a a, a condemnation of Jeremy Grant. This is who he is stylistically. He is a play-ender. He is going to hit shots for himself. He is not going to create out of the pinch post for others. He's not Jokic. He's not Sabonis. He's going to go down there, and when he gets yeah. the mismatch on Dante DiVincenzo, he's going to turn and shoot over him. Yeah. And guess what happened? He did, and he missed. Yeah. That's what ends up happening. He was like, well, Chauncey should have adjusted. To what? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me how they adjust right. the box hey. and one. How about this one? Need better players. I like that. Hey, Terrell Buckley. Let's get that Terrell Buckley He's out of here. He's not wrong. Back. Let's get that Terrell <laughs> Buckley interview up. All right. There we go. There we go. Um... <laughs> Better players don't fail as much. I like that. I like that text. I like that text. Um, this text just says, you know, uh, listening to how fired up you guys are, now you can't get mad about the national narrative about Lillard should leave. No. Like, I understand what national people are saying. My frustration is that listen to Damian Lillard, though. Damian Lillard That's knows what the, what's going on. Yeah. Like, is but he frustrated in a loss? Yes. He's saying that he doesn't want to leave Portland. But everybody's like, "Well, he is. He's going to leave. He's in. He, he outward. That's where the frustration yes. comes in, because he knows. Like we're having these conversations on radio. It's not like Damian Lillard uh, hopped into his sprinter van and was like, "Hey, turn on the radio." He's like, "Damn, our roster isn't complete." Like it's not- <laughs> he knows. And, and my honestly, I think my frustration with most of this like absolute panic at show yeah. stuff from fans right now is this. My my vision and what this year was going to be was very 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 simple. From the get-go. And you and I talked about this. At Media Day, this was an evaluation season. It wasn't a pursuit season. My mind has not changed off that. Yeah. This whole idea of like, well, they should really tank or they should really chase the play. It's like, n- neither path. I think that the start of the season changed everybody's expectations. That 10 and 4 just distorted everything. Yeah. But then now you're seeing kind of where the limitations of that they thought they would have. They're coming to fruition. Uh, this text says, um, 
You know, the problem is, oh, where to go? The problem is when they make no adjustments, when the shots don't fall, you can't only win games when your shots are falling. You have to find other ways to win or other adjustments to make in order to get those shots to fall by creating easier shots. And to that point, to your point of earlier, um, they are getting easy looks. They're getting the shots that they want, even. Um, but that is the, that's where they're even, you know, when you're not making the one, shots that you try to create and that you do create, that's where the issue is. And there's only so much Damian Lillard can do. Um, Golden State said, we will take the ball out of his hand and we will make sure Letter O doesn't beat us. And he didn't. 25 points last night. And this is what I was talking about with, with the Blazers not having Anthony Simons. Not having a guy who can yeah. alleviate that pressure. Because you can't go box and one on Damian Lillard with Anthony Simons on the floor. I mean, yeah. you can, but you will get torched. Yeah. And that's the thing is that when you don't have, and this is this is the, the big thing, and the Blazers need more shooting. There's no doubt about that. But the premium commodity in the NBA right now is no longer shooting. It is creation. Yeah. And if you don't have it in spades, look at the best teams right now. Look at the Bucks, mm-hmm. Drew, Chris, Giannis, Connaughton. They can all create for themselves and others. Yeah, there's 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 four guys right out of the gate that you can say, "Hell, Grayson Allen." Like they, you look at the 76ers, Harden leads the NBA in assists, and Bede is a freak on the block with creation. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris on short rolls. Like you look at all of these competitive teams. They all have four, five, six legitimate creators. Yeah. The Blazers, right now, they have two. Dos. Mm. Nurk is supposed to fit a role as kind of a, as a secondary playmaker. Justice Winslow is supposed to be a secondary creator. So even their best secondary creators aren't available. Okay, here, here's a question then that, that I have, and we'll get to this uh, in a minute after after the update. But... Okay, so say they do make that a big swing. Then they won't change that number at all come next year because if you go and you make a big swing, that means Anthony Simons, who is one of those guys that is the creator, he's gone, and you just bring in one more creator. And that, So how does this team then get better? Here's Rust with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, we're talking uh, Blazers, but it, it, look, last night was a, a disappointing loss, and it's just kind of rinse, repeat, same old stuff over and over again, where Blazers get open looks, miss open looks, and they aren't winning games. Blow a big leads. Here's, I had somebody like say, I said, well, look at the defense. It definitely wasn't the, sarcastically. It well, certainly wasn't the defense's fault I'd let this happen. You mean the same crappy defense that's been there the entire season? Yeah. Why are you expecting that to change? Well, I think, no, that's just the frustration uh, just boiling over at this point that we've seen this over and over and over and over and over again. And it, it, nothing is changing. You're, you're seeing other teams kind of evolve and and there's a lot of this conversation in golden state community after that game is that looked like playoff basketball right 
where they start throwing multiple defensive looks throughout the course of a game, and they're going to start tailoring their their game plans more towards who they are playing on a night-to-night basis to create those mismatches as opposed to being the man-to-man league that the NBA is, which is, all right, we're just going to roll it out and let, let, let's let see how this thing goes. They're refining. Draymond Green said as much after the game last night that that's what they're doing right now. Of, of course Draymond's going to say that as far as well, yeah, what we're doing. They obviously Look, did do a lot of different things last night. They boxed and won, for God's sake. Again, you can't do it. This whole idea of, like, go, sure, try that. Go do that against a team with well, more than one option. But that, but in this, that's what I just said. Is yeah. that they're tailoring their game plans more and more towards who they're playing, yeah. and they know the Blazers have no answer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I mean, this but whole, that's like, a frustration for Blazer fans. I, I know, but this whole idea, like tailoring, it's it's not tailoring. It's uh, they have one option. Take that one option away. Well, okay, but that's not the only thing they did. They were blitzing. Uh, they were blitzing Dame, and trying to get the ball out of his hands early. They went to a, a traditional 2-3. They went to man-to-man. Sure. I mean, they, they they threw the kitchen sink at him, which is what you do more so in a playoff series than a regular season game in March or sure. end of February. I mean, well... And that's, where, that's what I mean, Draymond's I, talking we, about. We saw a, a, a bad team in, in the... Um... And the this, this same Warriors, um, when they were missing guys last year, yeah, do the exact same thing with the Blazers. Yeah, when they when the Blazers were tanking, it's and they had one guy, and Anthony Simons. That's it's. What is okay? So what's going to change though? I mean, you mentioned that uh, teams have a bunch of creators um, in the NBA, and the Blazers mm-hmm. have uh, well, they had one last night. Yes, and when they're healthy, they have two, two primary creators and two mm-hmm. secondary creators, and Justice and, and Yusuf. Okay. How does this change Three, next if you year if they make the big trending. swing? Well, it depends on who you go get. And then, wait, did you say Trendon Watford as a four-on-three guy? Yeah. Okay. In the short roll, yeah. Even I mean, even Dame trusts him. Yeah, but that's a guy that the Blazers are going to be relying on. No, no, no. I'm just saying right now, as far as who yeah. they have right now, those oh. those are the guys that you trust to make uh, plays on traps. I don't think a lot of that's inspiring to a lot of folks. Uh, as a passer, he's tremendous. I mean, he, yeah, he, he is. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, a good passer. Yes, and in that regard, they trust him very much to, yeah. to make those plays in those situations. Yeah. Uh, hell, I thought he made the right reads last night. They just guys didn't hit shots, including him. Yeah. Um, and that's how it goes sometimes. But if the Blazers win, if how they make a big move this summer, it all depends on who they get. If they get a guy who's a natural alpha creator, then you just need some more kind of secondary tertiary tertiary guys. And if they go get a true star this summer, then it becomes a lot easier in free agency to maybe convince a few guys. Right. No, that's what you're hoping for. Like, you're not going to go out there and go get, like, the the greatest creators, what you're hoping for. Again, pie in the sky, pure insanity. Joel Embiid is a trailblazer next year. Yeah. And they give up Ant Sharp. All the picks, everything, right? Goal kit and caboodle. And your lineup is some version of Dame, Matisse, insert guy here, Jeremy Grant, Joel Embiid. And you're hoping for, in the free agent market, some kind of creator. I'll use Kyle Anderson. That's a guy that that I know a lot of people in the NBA really respect. Just to kind of grease the wheels. You're looking for that guy who makes the right, a professional playmaker. Yeah. Those are the kind of guys you, you start IDing because the Blazers will have access to the MLE, and you're going to get guys who go, Dame, Jeremy, Joel? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, come, I'll, I'll, I'll join that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll play there. 
And that's what that's the big hope. And that's how you you get another guy who's willing to take a vet minimum for a year to go chase a ring. And that I mean that is that goes to kind of what we're looking at, which is we're going to see a lot of turn. We're likely going to see a lot of turnover from this from this roster yet again. This roster probably going to turn over a lot of pieces if they do make that connection and and go make that big swing and hit one. And that's a part of the reason why they went out and got in the trade for for um, or the trades they made. They went out and got Matisse Thibel because he's a guy who, because they lost Gary or because they traded away Gary, number one, they needed to kind of fill it, that, that role defensively, yeah. but they needed to get somebody kind of in that same pay slot. And because Tease has his RFA rights, or the Blazers have his RFA rights, they can basically give him MLE money going over the cap while still maintaining their MLE yep. next year. So that allows them to go. And, and that was the other thing. I asked Chauncey before the game, um, before Team at 71, <laughs> hilariously enough. You know how do you how do you hope to optimize guys or what do you what are you trying to do and run for the Blazers right now with Tease and, and Cam? And one of the things he said about Tease was like, look, number one, I think he can shoot the ball better than he did in Philadelphia. I feel mm-hmm. like they kind of squashed him down. But he goes, and you talked about the other day, him like wanting to be a screener, yeah. like getting involved in those actions. And he, he's had a four uh, four made three game and a five made three game, and he's been here for what four four games? Yeah. That's good. I like yeah, that. and again, I don't expect that to carry on. I expect him to be a 36% three-point shooter. But Chauncey, one of the things he said to me that made my eyes kind of go up was, like, he thinks Tease can be a, a good secondary creator. And I was like... And those are what, I mean, you're going to need. Yes. You, you're going to need. Because when teams if go If you get to, another number one. And if teams go to take away Damian Lillard, with particularly with the roster as it is right now, with no Anthony Simons, no Yusuf Nurkic, no, no, no Justice Winslow, you are putting... So much pressure on guys. And everyone's like, what's the NBA? Everybody, no, no, no. Guys in the NBA cannot create like what Damian Lillard does. That's what makes superstars superstars. It's not just the scoring, it's the creation. That's why he makes $45 million. Yes, it is the singular most difficult thing to do in the NBA. You've got plenty of guys who can shoot the hell out of the ball. Mm -hmm. You've got plenty of guys who can rebound. You've got plenty of guys who can... Uh, play defense. Like you do not have premier. Like that. Take a guy like Demonis Sabonis, who has real warts in his game, inability to move. Not a true center. Not a real rim protector. But it doesn't matter because he's an ungodly creator, mm-hmm. and he facilitates an offense and works as an offensive hub. Look, look at Jokic. Defensively, he has been a disaster this year, but it does not matter because he's a basketball savant as a creator. And when you have those abilities and you you can't take it away from them because the Nuggets, they have Jamal Murray. They mm-hmm. have Aaron Gordon. They, they've got Contavious Cole. Like, they've got Michael Porter Jr. They've got guys that if you try to take him away, you're going to get punished. Yeah, and that's a great point. That is a great point. I mean, in well, what there's something kind of... It it wasn't like a oh, moment, but it, it was just a quick little reminder that when you when teams take Dame away, that's when the consistency of Anthony Simons is glaring. Yes, because when when he's on, it's they, defenses then, go. Oh God, we can't. Then do the this. other team has to adjust. Mm-hmm. But when he's off, they're like, fine, we're just going to still take Dame away. And that and was we the, won't be paid. And that was the credit to CJ yeah. and what he did over years. And it's, to be clear. CJ struggled with it too. Oh they, yeah, they had to work through this, and that was when I asked Damian Lillard on uh, practice on Saturday. 
I go talking about practice. What is it like for you to have this moment but not have Lamarcus or CJ? And it's not that I don't think he can count on Ant or that he can't count on Jeremy. It's just that he hasn't gone into battle with those guys before. Yeah. You had eight years of CJ where, like, that's your dude, and you knew no matter what, good, bad, or otherwise, it was going to come down to you two. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good guy to have. Yeah. And and right now, with Ant down, they just don't have that opportunity, and it's falling on Dame. And Jeremy, I was looking, I was like, you know what? It feels like Jeremy's been struggling a little bit. I pulled up Jeremy's numbers. for He's played in 12 games in the last month. Yeah. Do you know what his shooting splits are? I have, I, I don't know. 44-27-86. Yeah. His three-point shooting that he was literally one of yes. the best in the NBA. The regression has happened over the last month. Okay. Wait, what's up with that? It happens. I mean, he was shooting 45% from three. Literally, the he's still having the best three-point shooting season. We'll want more of that. Yeah, but that's... When, hey, it brings the value down. When, yeah, <laughs> but this, like, when you're looking at things that are happening in for this team, everything is subsisting around their ability to create shots for others and to knock them down. Yeah. Until they get a backline defender, and whether it's Nurkic or in the next season, or they just get healthier in general the margin for error is just not going to be there. So this whole, like, well, Chauncey needs to game plan this to, like, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw Shaden under the bus here. I'm just trying to the highlight, like, you're, are you going to go run actions for Shaden right now? No. They're going to get the ball out of oh, Damian Lillard's hands so you can go run stuff for a rookie who doesn't know how to do that stuff yet? Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of conversation about Shaden's minutes, Nas's minutes, and I just want to address those as you got Matisse Thibel and Cam Reddish to see what they can do over 24 games. Matisse, you kind of know. Cam, you're like... You're trying yeah. to crash course it and go, give me 20 games with him. Let me see what I got. You're trying to figure it out. I would have liked to see more Nasir Little last night. Because he's shooting the living hell out of the ball. Yeah, and he's playing hard. Um, but that, that you have to see what you have before you head into this next offseason. Because he's a restricted free agent, and if you're going to retain him, because you need size and length, yeah. and uh, you know, he's 6'8". Like, if and he, if he, likes him. And the thing is, if he thinks he can get just a little more out of him, like, can he improve the handle? Can he improve the basketball IQ? Ooh. Can he like? Is that a bad thing if you get a guy for like seven, eight million dollars? No, what, it's not. What about this text here? Is that the Kardashian curse? I wouldn't worry about that. I think yeah. She uh, that, that I I don't know what Blazer was dating. Um, Kendall Jenner. She's stooping somebody else now. It's yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, she's uh. She's no way. On to the next she, one. No way. She's on to the next. Oh. Um, all right. <clears throat> Blazers. You mean games Yusuf Nurkic has played out of the last 15? Oh, God. The Four. Two. Oh, yeah. There we go. In one right. of those games, he played two minutes. <laughs> Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is how we do it. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. All right, uh, coming up at 1.30, we will have our BetQL Network insider, the host of BetMGM tonight, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls brought to you by BetQL. Go download the app. Get all the inside knowledge on the betting scene. Uh, Horvath joins us at 1.30. Um, because it is March 1st, for goodness sakes.
We got conference attorneys. This is when everybody's hey supposed to be a basketball expert. We already had our first talk at the dinner table last night about brackets and filling them out. And picking them by mascots? The whole family's on board. I have a feeling, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Um, the, kids, the kids will definitely do that. If there's ever a year to do it, it's this year. Yeah, we'll see who has the best one. It's it's gonna be. I'm really interested to see the seating turn. Uh, the seating goes out because there's gonna be teams everywhere pissed off. Yeah, like because the reality is, this is the first time in my adult life I can remember there not being a number one where you're like, yeah, they're number one, or or close. number two, or number three, or, or number four. It's or, just like every time they're ranking somebody, you're like, yeah, sure, and then they get upset at home, and you're going, right. are you that team? Yeah. That's why I think it's Pac-12's year. I really do. Mm. I think this is Pac-12's year. And that will get George Klyovkov, uh, a, a an extra 25 cents per subscriber on his next TV deal. It's going to be huge for the Pac-12. That Oof. would be actually a lot of money. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> per subscriber. Because if I remember correctly... But not if it's uh, to the Pac-12's own app. No. Because then you're not going to be getting a lot. No, because I remember... The uh, discussion when it was still Comcast Sportsnet, the difference between what the satellite satellite and cable companies wanted and what they were selling was like, I want to say it was like 15 cents difference. That's a big difference. But that's like such a massive number when you're talking about literally millions of people. Yeah, it's, it's huge. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> wow. Oh, wow. That was my voice changing. What just happened right there? <clears throat> I have no idea. It's usually me that gets the uh, voice squeaks. I saw something last night that was great. We need to address this. I will retweet it um, on my Twitters. The greatness? What? The greatness? I don't know what that means. Your, your Twitters. Oh, that? No. Yeah. No? Okay. It's a, it is a thread... Of uh, just for everybody to go, go, go to at Dusty underscore hair, and you'll be able to see this. Uh, he starts counting backwards every American president, but they're all cool and they all sport a mullet. Starting with uh, President Joe Biden, going all the back, all the way back to George Washington. He has photoshopped quite literally every single president, and it's fantastic. Um, and Isaac Rop asked me today if I am growing, in fact, a mullet, and I was a bit offended by it. But then I looked at myself and I said, "Yeah, that's probably I'm letting it go." I was, I was just I'm saying, I noticed, go. I noticed it the other day. I don't know why it stood out so much more yeah. the other day, but you're, you're you're feathered out the back. I'm letting. Well, I'm not doing that on purpose. It's uh, my hair has never been this long on the sides, and it's mm. starting to curl. You get the duck the ducktails. It's starting to curl yeah. in the back, and I it's the baseball flow. I'm going to see how long I can handle this. This is like. Because my thing, I can't handle when hair touches on your my ears. Ear. Yeah, I'm the same oh, I hate it. Um, but I've gotten to the point where it looks like I have a mullet now because my hair in the back is all curly, and then I just tuck it over tuck the ears. It over the ears mm-hmm. So I have a natural mullet. It's the most Hillsborough thing I could possibly yeah, yeah. have. I lean into it. It's that my hair naturally curls in the back, and I can just brush it over my ears. It's a homemade mullet. You, you got that natural Kentucky waterfall. It's something in the water out there. Mm. I'm just looking at this picture of Joe Biden, and my yeah. lord, he looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. He sure does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Is Dog still alive? Yeah. The one. So uh, he, Joe Biden looks like Dog. Uh, Trump kind of looks like Nick Cage with a, with like a big old feathered mullet, and then <laughs> Barack Obama. He kind of has a Sammy Davis Jr. vibe going on. They put the Sammy Davis glasses on him. Oh boy! And they gave him like a, a permed little moule there. 
It's fantastic what they, all these presidents look like. And then George W. Bush looks like a... The captain from uh, Airplane? Yeah, I was literally just going to say that. I was like, God, he looks like he's going to tell somebody a cockpit story. Uh, Clinton looks like he's f- from Arkansas. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> George H.W. Bush definitely looks like he owns uh, a, a large amount of John Deere. Yeah, he does. He does. These are great, though. It's fantastic. All right, there's number hour number one. Hour number two, we got Horvat. Uh, where we start our number two, uh, the Combine defensive lineman taking the field tomorrow. A big news, though, out of the NFL Combine. Danny Dusty on the fan. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 